Well, as I indicated earlier, today is the second in a series of sermons that I'm doing on purposeful giving. Last week, we explored what it means to give of our talents, our gifts, our abilities to serve Jesus Christ. Today, I want us to explore what it means to give of our time and giving to God the first use of our time. Let's join together in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You know, Benjamin Franklin once said, Do not squander time, for it is the stuff life is made of. Do not squander time, for it is the stuff life is made of. You know, many of us seem to always fight the clock as a way of life. We stay up late, then sleep as late as we can, frantically gulp down a rushed breakfast, not healthy, and then frantically rush off to work or school, applying makeup or using our razor at the stoplight and talking on our cell phones all at the same time. Well, you know, as I studied the life of Jesus, it seems to me that Jesus never seemed to be in a hurry. Even though he had the most he knew he had the most important job in history, redeeming the world. And he knew he only had a few short years to do it. He never rushed. He never rushed. He took the time to consider the flowers of the field and the birds of the air. He even took the time to bless little children. Time was his friend. Time was his friend. You know, the Bible offers us some great insights into how time can become our friend rather than our enemy. Do you realize that God exists in a realm that's not bound by time or space? It's true. God doesn't wear a Rolex or even a Timex. God doesn't have a day timer or an iPad. God's the creator of time and God's greater than time. Today, I'd like us to explore what it means to put God first over our time. Let me repeat that. Today, I want us to explore what it means to put God first over our time. So let's use the word time as an acronym and look at each of its four letters to help us better learn its significance. As usual, if you'd like to follow along, there's a sermon outline printed in your bulletin for your convenience. I encourage you to fill in the blanks, take it home. Consider what God may be saying to you this week. Or if you prefer, you can follow along with the PowerPoint presentation. So let's begin with the first letter in the word time. The letter T. The letter T. T is for treasure. T is for treasure. You know, the psalmist in Psalm 90 verse 12 tells us, So teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts into wisdom. So teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And you know, God says that we should treasure time as a valuable commodity. Now, you may number your years, but God says that every day is so precious that we should treasure it and number it. How valuable is one year? Ask the student who failed a grade. How valuable is one month? Ask a mother who gave birth to a premature baby. 
How valuable is an hour? Well, you know, ask the man, the businessman, whose flight was delayed one hour and he missed an important business deal. How valuable is one minute? Ask the man in the restaurant who had a heart attack and an EMT happened to be sitting at a nearby table and CPR saved his life. How valuable is a second? Ask the person who narrowly missed a head-on collision with an oncoming car. How valuable is a millisecond? Ask the Olympic swimmer who failed qualifying by six-tenths of a second. Time is invaluable. It's invaluable. How many of you have ever heard the saying, time is money? Time is money? Well, it's not true. It's not true. Time is much more valuable than money. Now, it may be hard to make more money, but it can be done. But it's impossible to make more time. Time is invaluable. We must treasure time. We must treasure time. And that brings us to the second letter in the word time, and that's the letter I. The letter I. I is for invest. I is for invest. It's for invest. You see, we need to recognize the importance of investing our time. I want to share with you a quote that comes from Billy Graham. It's one of my favorite quotes. You know, at his alma mater, Wheaton College, one time Billy Graham said this, Time is the capital God has given us to invest. People are the stocks in which we're to invest our time, whether they're blue chips or penny stocks or even junk bonds. I love that quote. And you know, that's well worth remembering. Time is the capital God has given us to invest. People are the stocks in which we're to invest our time, whether they're blue chips or penny stocks or even junk bonds. You know, there are 168 golden hours in every week. The average person spends about 56 of those hours sleeping, about 24 of those hours in eating and personal hygiene, and about 50 of those hours in working or traveling to work. Now that leaves about 35 hours per week of discretionary time left over. That's about five hours a day. So, where are you investing those hours? Where are you investing those hours? I'll bet that if I were to follow you around and observe you for those five hours, after about ten days, I could probably tell you what's most important in your life. Now, you might not like it or agree with it, but for some of you, surfing the internet or texting on your cell phone is most important. For others of you, it's watching television or playing video games. So let me ask you, how much of that discretionary time are you devoting to the Lord? How much of that discretionary time are you devoting to the Lord? You know, here's another quote you might want to remember. You might want to write this down. We always seem to find the time for the things we consider important. We always seem to find the time for the things we consider important. I'm amused at how many people over the years have said to me, you know, preacher, I'd love to come to church, but I work hard, I'm busy, I just don't have the time. Preacher, I'd love to pray, 
But my day is so busy, I just don't have the time. I'd love to go to a Bible study. I'd love to read the Bible, but I just don't have the time. But let's be honest with ourselves. The problem's not a problem of time. It's a problem of priorities. The real truth is that doing a Bible study and praying and coming to church, it's not that you don't have time for that. It's just not an important enough priority in comparison to other things. You see, we always seem to find the time for the things we consider important. We must invest our time wisely. We must invest our time wisely. That brings us to the third letter in the word time, and that's the letter M, the letter M. M is for manage. M is for manage. Do you realize that all the money we receive comes from God and we only manage it? The same can be said about time. God's the creator of time, and God alone controls it. A time management expert once taught a seminar for executives. He placed a large, clear, open mouth jar in front of the group. And then he filled it up with seven or eight large rocks. Is the jar full, he said? Is the jar full, he asked? Everyone nodded. Then he took small pebbles and filled the jar with the pebbles until the small rocks reached the rim. Is the jar full, he asked? Is the jar full? By now they didn't answer. So he poured fine sand into the jar. Is the jar full? Some nodded. He proceeded to take a pitcher of water and filled up the jar again. What's the lesson about time management, he asked. Hands shot up. Everyone agreed. No matter how busy you are, you can always fit more things into your schedule. No matter how busy you are, you can always fit more things into your schedule. Ah, wrong, he said. The lesson is, unless you put the big rocks in first, they never will fit in. You must figure out what the big rocks are for you. Unless you put the big rocks in first, they never will fit in. You must figure out what the big rocks are for you. So, let me ask you, what are the big rocks in your life? There's no more important priority in life than putting God first over your time. But you know, if you don't put the big rocks in first, something else will fill up your jar. Something else will fill up your jar. Understand, every moment is a gift from God that must be managed wisely. Every moment is a gift from God that must be managed wisely. Do you realize that there's an entire field of study called time management? How many of you ever heard of time management? In almost every business in America, consultants are hired to teach busy executives how to better manage their time. Time management's a hot topic. The Bible, however, uses a different word. Instead of managing your time, it speaks of redeeming the time. Redeeming the time, which is an even better idea. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, Paul writes, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. See then that you walk circumspectly, not 
as fools but as wise, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Now that phrase, redeeming the time, means walking around with your eyes open and looking for every opportunity to use your time wisely. You might recall several weeks ago I mentioned Emmett Smith. As many of you know, Emmett Smith was a great football running back, but he wasn't the biggest or the fastest or the strongest. No, what Emmett excelled at was running with his eyes open. And he was one of the best at recognizing holes that opened up in his opponent's defense and then running through those holes. You know, that's how we should live. Walking around with our eyes open, looking for every opportunity to use our time wisely to serve God. That's how we should live. And you know, that's what it means to redeem the time. We must manage our time wisely. We must manage our time wisely. And that brings us to the fourth and final letter in the word time. And that's the letter E. The letter E. E is for expect. E is for expect. When we put God first over our time, folks, we should expect great things. We should expect great things. Now, why do I say that? Well, because in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, God says, I will honor those who honor me. I will honor those who honor me. When we honor God by putting God first over our time, God honors us by blessing our efforts to serve him. And you know, something strange begins to happen. Our lives begin to take on more meaning and significance. And you know, not only our lives, but our very time becomes holy when we put God first over our time. And you know, the word holy means set apart for God's service. When we put God first over our time, God blesses us with spiritual blessings and our lives become holy. They become holy. Well, in conclusion, the purposeful use of our time. You know, the purposeful use of our time means time to treasure, time to invest, time to manage, time to expect. Let me repeat that. The purposeful use of our time means time to treasure, time to invest, time to manage, time to expect. Isn't it about time that we put God first? Whoever has the ears to hear, let that one hear what the Spirit says of the church. Amen.